Welcome back to Detroit Strange. This podcast. You saw it in my eyes that I was going to steal it, didn't you? I did. I saw the <laughs> I saw the fire in your eyes that you were like, I'm getting the first line today. I'm going to try it. I'm going to go for it. You know, sometimes in life, you just got to see what you want and go for it. I don't know why I wanted it today, but. You did and you went for it. <laughs> and I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate you. Yes. Anding it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know why, but whenever I sing absolutely lately, I have to say it in an Australian accent, just absolutely. I like it. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. Grab your, your sunnies and your, uh, I forget all the other words. Get a stubby. A stub- I don't know that one. Stubby. Oh, okay. You get a stubby and your stubby holder. Oh. That's a koozie stubby holder. That makes sense. Yeah. Brecky. Get a little brecky. I knew that one. Yeah. They love to just take like. They'd have to take a fully formed word, chop the end off and add IE like sunglasses. No, those are sunnies. But yeah, yeah. But I think sometimes they don't make sense though too. Not they don't make sense, but they have no relation. Cause I think a backpack is like a a a jumpback or something. A ju- a Jan Sport. There's a, a Janny. I love that there's a drag queen named Jan Sport. That's cute. She went on drag race and she was just Jan. Oh. Yeah. Cause copyright. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Just Jan. Yeah. Yeah. That just makes me think of the Brady Bunch Jan, though, too. Sure, Jan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I do love the Brady Bunch movies. Mm-hmm. Just the first two. I don't need the second, the third or the fourth. I didn't even know there was one. In there's my like head, one there's of like not. Brady's in the White House. Like they, they just. Oh, I do remember that coming out, but did not see it. Yeah, they, they just kind of went like. Too far. The first two, excellent. Like cause the first one, I think they were testing the waters. The second one, they're like. Okay, people are into this. Let's lean into it. Yeah. And then the third and fourth just seemed like straight to DVD money grabs. Yeah. Which I like mean, it was the 90s. That's the time for that. Yeah. I mean, now there's like movies that don't even go through a movie theater, you know, yeah. at all all the time. And so they're many. big movies sometimes now. Yeah. It's real wild, actually. Yeah. To think about. No, for sure. Cause like, I don't know if it was us that was talking about this, but Glass Onion, the new Knives Out movie. Yes, we did a little bit. I don't know. Where I want to see it in theaters, but it's just gonna be available on Netflix. You know, that's interesting. Yeah, see, that's like I don't, I don't know if there's a like an exclusivity period where it's gonna be in theaters like only for a little bit, but mm-hmm. it's Netflix, so I feel like it's probably just gonna go straight to Netflix because they're not they're, making any money off of the theaters. Probably sometimes they're doing both. Yeah, because like, they'll know, definitely do both. I'm just wondering if there's gonna be like a time where it's only in theaters. That you know? Orphan First Kill movie is available on one of the streaming platforms. Uh-huh. I think it's Amazon or something. But it's also a theater movie. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that. And I watched it. And then I was driving by actually the Ford Wyoming drive-in uh-huh. movie theater. Yeah. And I saw that they were playing that. And I was like, oh, I had no idea that was like <laughs> a released yeah. movie for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I do like going to see movies in theaters. But it's been a minute since I've seen one in theaters. Same. Yeah. And then, oh, that, like it may have been No Time to Die is the last one I've seen in theaters. TBH. Okay. It's been longer than that for me by far. Uh, and we were talking years for sure. I did see Movie Pass is coming back. Oh, not to Detroit though. They like, oh, really? So, like, I got an email saying, like, Movie Pass is back. Yeah. Like, me if too. you're interested, sign up for our wait list. And based on like where people are in our wait list, like location wise, those would be our first three cities for whatever so it's like chicago oh. kansas city and like hmm. some other flyover state city i think okay 
Not well, that Michigan I'm sorry. Part of that's sometimes. my fault. I forgot to get on the wait list. I just hope it comes back to Detroit because I did love a movie pass. I moment. did too. It made me use it. I used it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, same. So, I like, I loved it. Like I said, I was, there was a period in my life where I would just go see movies at like 9.45 p.m. on a weeknight because there'd be nobody there. Yeah. And I missed that. Yeah. Now I can't be bothered to leave my house past nine o'clock oh, unless no. I'm already out. Heavens no. Part of it's the pandemic, part of it's because I'm 30 now. Mm-hmm. So like 9 p.m. is late. And sometimes home is cozy. Home is too cozy. Yeah. And it's getting into cozy season where it's only going to get it worse. Yeah. I was thinking about that the other day. Yeah. It's fine though. But it's fall or autumn if you're mm-hmm. an autumn bitch. Or a spooky season. Spooky season. The best one of them all. I was listening to this podcast called Very That. It's like has two of my favorite drag queens, but one of them is taking a break from it right now. But the other one, Delta, Delta Burke's her name. Mm-hmm. Uh, a play on Delta Burke. Cute. I like it. Yeah. She like in her intro, she was just like, like this podcast is for you. If she's like, if you say autumn instead of fall. And I'm like, <laughs> I love that. So if you're an autumn bitch. Fair. Ooh, actually, you know step. what? Yeah. So I accidentally sort of made two two truths and lie for later. Uh-huh. We'll be doing that. Okay. But one of them I think actually would fit right now. And we don't even have to play the game. I can just redo this list. Okay. Are you down for sure. an autumn related? Yes. Autumnal because the equinox is coming up. Yeah. Yes. Thursday. Well, so the day this comes out. Yes. Or the day after. I'll be in a Dep- mountain in North Carolina. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, so this list, though, it's things are actually what flavor? Pumpkin flavor. Pumpkin. Okay. Yeah. So, you know how like sometimes there's just some real wild choices out there uh, companies make to get on the pumpkin bandwagon? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was thinking about it because I got to go to Trader Joe's yesterday and uh. I haven't been there in a while. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's like explosion of pumpkin flavored everything. And I do love pumpkin, but I don't like pumpkin flavored most things. Okay. I'm, you know, I like anything that was made with actual like pumpkin puree usually. Uh-huh. Uh, I do like a coffee, you know, there's yeah. some things, but then like when it comes to other things, I'm like, no, I don't, I don't want pumpkin there. Yeah. They go real ham with the pumpkin and everything. Yeah. So this is a list of some of the things that, a little more questionable in my opinion. Okay. <laughs> so first of all, pumpkin pie spice, Pringles. Mm. Exactly. I don't know about that. Yeah. And some of these might not exist this year, but they have in the last few years. I want yeah. to preface that with that. Pumpkin patch pop rocks. Eh. Yeah. I'm not seeking them out, but like fine exists. Right. I couldn't tell you the last time I've had a pop rock. Yeah. Same. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, because I'm in yeah. my late 30s. <laughs> yeah. Not that I'm against them, but also I'm not seeking them out. Right. They're a novelty candy. For sure. Just it was like all about them the pop. and like razzles. Yeah. I was never a big fan of those, actually. Nobody is. Yeah. It's the novelty. Because <laughs> it's, it's like first it's candy, then it's gum, but it's great at neither. Or fun dip. Did you ever have fun dip where you get that? I loved a stick? fun dip. I did too, but they're not good. Oh, yeah. It's just sugar dipped in sugar. Yeah. Not good at all. Yeah. 
Uh, so the next one on this list is pumpkin spiced carbonated water. No. <laughs> I forget what company no made thanks. it. It wasn't a company I've heard of, but these next three are like locally made things. So they're not, okay. I don't have the companies for them, but I saw some pictures of them. So don't shit on them too hard. Yeah. <laughs> well, not locally here, just like an, oh, an item gotcha. you regional. would get regional. There we regional. go. Regional. Because they're not even by a brand. They're like, just some they'll make sense. sick fuck somewhere was like, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Because pumpkin spiced fish bait. That I don't have strong feelings on because I'm not a fish. Yeah. But it seems like just fish it's bait weird. is enough. Yeah. It's, yeah. You know, I don't think, I don't think like, mm-hmm. are they trying to catch like basic salmon? Well, the next one is actually pumpkin spiced salmon. Like no, fillets. Couldn't, mm-hmm. couldn't be me. And this one is particularly worthy. Pumpkin spiced cheese curds. You know, I'm good. Uh-huh. I had a cheese curd recently. I love a cheese curd. I a didn't know I liked a cheese curd until I had a good cheese curd. Because just like All curd, the fat, none of the way. Curd. Yeah, it's not a great it's word. It's too close to turd. How dare you? Yeah, but poutine. Yeah. But like, it's 2022. We could rename cheese curds to not be so close to turd. I'm fine with it, but it's curds and whey. Yeah, but this isn't like, like Little Miss Moffat times. We have the technology to change the name of cheese curds. I In 2022, we have now established the technology <laughs> to change the name of something. Only now have we. I like the... the, the wow, I can't talk. I like the tradition of it. Okay. I'm, I'm going to stand for curds. You're a curd traditionalist. I'm a curd traditionalist. Sure. Um, so I've got a few more things, though. Pumpkin and feta twisters from KFC. No. Mm-hmm. Pumpkin spice latte burgers. No. These are available. Have you heard of Umami Burger? It's a chain out west. I know it's in California, like Los I've heard Angeles. of Umami and I've heard of Burger, but I did mm-hmm. not know there's a chain named such. It is a really good burger. I, it's like a fancy, you know, gourmet kind of burger experience. And they like. Except for they're putting pumpkin spice in it. Exactly. So I don't know about that. But it's also pumpkin spice latte burger that's too much yeah what i don't want a burger to taste like both coffee and pumpkin Mm -mm. although Um, pumpkin spice is different from pumpkin that's true it's just like a blend of spices they put in pumpkin yeah the pumpkin spice latte the psl the one that started it all no no pumpkin pumpkin. yeah which i used to and still do actually make my own pumpkin butter quite frequently and put that into my coffee in the fall i remember one time i like Tippity tapped on the touchscreen at the coffee shop wrong in college. And instead of peppermint mocha, I got pumpkin mocha with like actual pumpkin. Uh huh. It was pretty good, but it was just kind of like Glappy not what bottom. I was expecting. Yeah. 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 It's quite the shock when you're expecting a peppermint mocha and you get a pumpkin mocha. <laughs> it's a little different. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, well, after your pumpkin mocha, you can brush up with some pumpkin spice toothpaste. Absolutely not. That's by breath. absolutely not. And the name of this company, Breath Palette. Who, like, I think that's worse than coffee breath. Like, you come up and your mouth just smells like you just like were, I don't know, rimming a pumpkin. Why? Ah. The next one I have though, this one really bothers me for some reason. But pumpkin spice latte deodorant by Native. Native. If you're listening, please sponsor us. But also, 
Why? Their other products are nice. I've had their deodorant, but pumpkin spice latte, no, no, no. I literally got a stick of native deodorant today. Oh, in the yeah. Because I get their plastic free deodorant. Oh, nice. Hashtag yeah. not sponsored. Native. If That's you're listening. I'm, I'm surprised that they did this, but I found this in multiple places. What flavor do you usually get? Um, flavor is not the right word. Scent. Oh, I would say flavor. Uh, coconut something. Okay. I, don't I get know. the orange musk, the citrus I've only and musk. Had it once. Okay. And I did like it. I'm not going to lie, though. I also there's uh, I like Tom's sometimes, but I like the men's Tom's. Yeah. And they're a little more cost effective. Fair. Not not a ton, to be honest. And I like the native. Sometimes I just like to switch too. I get that. I feel like with scents sometimes Mm -hmm. I get lost when they discontinue a scent that I really like. Oh, yeah. No, it's a huge bummer. Especially with deodorant, I'm very like just kind of like when I find what I like, I will stick to it because I'm like, you know what? It's fine. I pick a scent that's kind of like is neutral enough for like it'll go with any of the colognes I like to wear. Okay. Deodorant, I've never thought. I guess I have kind of used. No, I switch it up. I switch that one up. I know. I like scents. Yeah, Uh, same. (laughs) And I've got a couple more. So pumpkin spice dog shampoo by Esprit. Fine. I don't have a dog, but like, ew. Pumpkin Spice Bone Broth Protein by Ancient Nutrition. What is that's a lot of words. It is a lot of words. Pumpkin Spice Cough Drops by CVS. That I'm less mad by. You I am too. Fine. Somebody actually, the review said they were really good. So if you find them yeah. and you like pumpkin, do it. Pumpkin Spice Cat Litter by Tidy Cats. Why? I don't want that at all. Are you trying to encourage the cats to eat the litter? Or like discourage me from liking the scent of pumpkin. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like when you're mixing it with that. Right. Like no I don't cat want litter cat smells pit, good. Cat piss and pumpkin spice. No. Yeah, no. I want it to. In fact, I don't like to smell anything from the litter. You know what I mean? Like I don't like. I the, don't either. But Minerva sometimes insists on pissing on the stairs of her mm-hmm. cat. So she's like a cat dome. Yeah. Yeah. Litter box. Yeah. And for some reason, she just likes to piss on the stairs. And so just puddles at the bottom of the stairs to her thing. And so I just started pouring, like, started pouring litter there because I'm like, girl. That's a good idea, actually. Yeah. Yeah, usually, sometimes that means they don't like something about the setup, but like, who knows? She can use her words. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I've got one more. Yeah. Pumpkin Spice Toilet Paper by Green Meadow Valley. It's another like why that's like in the same category as like kitty litter. Like I don't want shit pumpkin spice. Mm-hmm. Although so, I have a bidet now, so that wouldn't happen. <laughs> but I'm sure there is plenty more out there. If anybody out there has anything, yeah, let us know the please. weirdest pumpkin spice thing you've seen. I think it's funny. <laughs> it really is, but it's also like I think we've got bigger issues than making everything pumpkin spice flavored. Why oh, are we yeah. doing this? Well, and most of it's not like. Genuine pumpkin. Right. I, I don't know. I don't know. I did find a can of pumpkin on my cover that expired in 2018. Oh, wow. Good for you. Yeah. I, I decided to throw it away. That's a, if it was like a year, but that's many years. So that's yeah, probably an okay which, decision. Yeah. It makes me think I must have moved with this can of pumpkin. Yeah. Because I feel like it's mm-hmm. usually like a couple of years away from when you bought it. Yeah, that's not a expires immediately. Yeah, item. it was at the back of the cupboard, so it kind of makes sense. But yeah. also, I'm like, mm, <laughs> I need to clean my cupboards more often. It's such a chore, though. It really is. My cupboards are such a, like my pantry yeah. area, such a mess. 
it gets to the point like where I just play kitchen chopped. I just dig around I'm like, well, what do we actually even have in here? And that's when I find that expired shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have to do like a clean out every once in a while for sure. I can't be trusted with food. Me either. Well, we're sipping on a red blend. We are sipping on a red blend. Yeah. It's quite delicious. Mm-hmm. And I do have a surprise for you towards the end of the show. Okay. Is it a pumpkin spice enema? I will never tell you until the end of the show. Okay. I guess I'll have to wait and find yeah. out. Yeah. Well, just because I'm so curious and excited, should we get to the story? Yeah, because I'm curious and excited about that. Because I know what book it came from. Yes. So, I thought I had used all of the chapters of Wicked Women of Detroit. Mm-hmm. Turns out that was false. Yay. Unless I've just had a serious lapse of memory. Okay, well, we'll find out. Have you heard of a woman named Mae Dutton? I don't think so. Or May. Ford. As in the Fords? We'll get to it. Okay. So let's just, you know, I'm not going to tell you anything about her. We're going to get started with her right Okay, away. please. Yes, yes. Known as May Ford at the time for what she's notorious for, but she was born in 1888 as May Dutton and was raised on a farm near Denton, Ohio. She ran away as a teen bride to railroad man Ray Bland with who she had two kids before divorcing six years later following an incident involving a cauldron of boiling water herself and their son. Oh, no. Yeah. So she's like, can't do this. Gotta go. And she moved to Toledo where she studied nursing and learned the real estate business. Okay. She also met an automobile garage owner named Aura Hallett who she married in 1918 and divorced nearly a year later amid allegations of another woman. Oh. So that's two marriages down. We're now in the early 1920s. Mm-hmm. Marriage number two just ended, and she's working as a masseuse and a fortune-telling spiritualist, as well as running a boarding house. I love it. Yeah, quite the eclectic lady. Yes. And this is how she met a man by the name of Thomas Burton, who we'll get to later. Okay, Thomas Just remember the name, Thomas mm-hmm. Burton. Through some hot goss from her friend, she heard of a man named Nay Ford of Dearborn, who was a wealthy man looking for a new wife after things didn't work out with Dearborn school teacher Blanche Wynn. May decided to send a letter of introduction to Ford, who then came down to Toledo to meet her. Wow, it must have been quite the letter. Right? I was thinking of just like how quaint, like, sent a letter of introduction, like, hello, my name is May. I would like to make your acquaintance and possibly marry you. Is that how you do it? Is that is that how you court? Apparently. I don't know. I'll I've have to try it. it. Yeah. We'll, we'll both Send try some it letters. Yeah. See what happens. What would happen, though, if you got a letter like that randomly in the mail? Um, hey, I heard you're single. I am as well. <laughs> it would depend on the letter itself. Okay. I could be into that if it was the right, like, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, no obvious grammar mistakes. They seemed cool. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It is a weird thing to think about. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just interact differently, I think. Yeah. Now than it probably wasn't weird then. And now it would be so weird to get any like, Oh yeah. I guess it's like sliding into somebody's DMS though. Yeah. The earliest form of sliding into the uh-huh. DMS. 
But like I said, it worked because Ford came down to Toledo to meet her. He then begged her to marry him, attempting to lure her in with his supposed half mill fortune and his mm. supposed relation to a one Henry Ford. Okay. He I'm even, intrigued. Yes. He even hinted that she would become one of the richest women in the world if she'd marry him and that her life in Dearborn would be fabulous with tea parties and salons and all kinds all of luxuries. Finest. Yes. Mm-hmm. Silks and that's the only other luxury I can think of. Perfumes and <laughs> parfums. Parfums. Parfum. Parfumé. Exactly. She was like, all these luxurious things, they sound great. So she's like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. And so I have a quote from Mary from her jail cell. Okay. At the time we first met and later, Nay tempted me with luring word pictures of the immense wealth that would come our way if I married him. He gave me to understand that he was on intimate terms with Henry Ford. I was a poor woman, and the call of gold was too insistent. Mm. So she's a self-admitted gold digger. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, you know what? That sounds great. Mm -hmm. I would love that. Mm -hmm. And so they married on December 20th, 1921. Mm. Wasn't off to a great start, though, as Nay reneged on his promise that they would honeymoon in Florida, but instead spent their honeymoon at his farm in Dearborn. Oh, that's Quite not a honeymoon. That's just staying at home. Especially because it's December. Yeah. I mean, you could at least have like taken a gal to something anywhere else. Literally. <laughs> so it didn't take her long for her to realize that her fantasies of instant wealth were not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Quote. After we married, I found that my husband was a moderately prosperous farmer, but for all the chance there was of nipping Henry's millions, Nay's surname may have been Mud. Mm. So his last name was Ford, not related. Okay. So he... I wonder if he just, like, let people think that, or if he also, like, told them. Right. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. Hmm. So either way, May had realized that she had gotten got... Okay. And got got she had indeed. Mm-hmm. Because instead of the tea parties and salon she was promised, she got treated like a servant, being forced to cook for Nay and his hired help, and then deliver the meals to the fields, and then also do lots of upkeep on the farmhouse, like hanging wallpaper and painting floors. Oh, no, no. Not what she wanted at all. Not even kind of. And on top of that, May claimed that Nay was also cruel, which like, May and Nay, come on. That's... Yeah. It's too much. Yeah. So May had this to say about Nay. One of the things Ford delighted in doing was to have me shadowed. Strange men prowled around my front yard in Dearborn, and I knew I was shadowed after I came to live in Detroit. At last I went to Toledo and told the chief of police there about my troubles. He told me to beware of assassins. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, That escalated quickly, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So on August 8th, 1922, May filed for divorce. Okay. Divorce is not what would happen, though. Mm. So while the divorce thing was playing out, she decided that she would try and hire her own assassin to kill May. Wow. Okay. So Thomas Burton, remember earlier, talked Mm -hmm. about him, Mm -hmm. met him in the boarding house. So she contacted him and wanted to get rid of her husband. Quote, 
I want the old bird knocked off, and if you will do the job, I will make you independently wealthy. Okay, then. Mm -hmm. So Burton at the time was working as a policeman with the Toledo Terminal Railroad and said, quote, No, May, I am too well known to pull that stunt myself. But if you like, I can get you a man who will do it for you. Just say the word. Wow. She said the word. Contract killing is so weird. Right? Uh, (laughs) The whole, like, conversation. Yeah. I love how she said, I want the old bird knocked off. Oh. So she said the word, and Burton set up the meeting between her, him, and this man only known as Kansas City Ed. What a name. Right? Which can apparently get a movie pass. Yeah, apparently. (laughs) And May was introduced to Kansas City Ed as a tough guy from Kansas City. I mean, then his name sounds fitting. Very apt. So Ed said he would take care of May's problem for $20,000. Wow. And in turn, May would get her husband's $350,000 estate. Okay, so she would have that to... So she's like, okay, okay, money, that's adding up. Mm-hmm. So May then unfolded a hand-drawn map of the farm on Townline Road, just close to Plymouth Road. So they're in okay. Dearborn, so okay. it kind of gives you an idea of the area. Mm-hmm. She pointed to a corner of the barn where the milking machine would drown out Ed's footsteps. She then suggested he could slug Nay or do something to knock him out, then drag him to a car take him to a barn nearby, a hay barn, pull out his gold fillings, and then <gasps> lit, like light the barn on fire just to hide any foul play. Ugh. So she had, you know, been thinking about yeah. this. She's like, you know, he's kind of deaf. Go over by the milking machine. It'll hide your footsteps. Yeah. Knock his ass out. Drive him to a hay barn. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. Get the fillings so he's not identifiable. Yeah. And May also slid across a photograph that could be used to identify Nay. Okay. The photograph was their wedding photo. Mm, I kind of saw that coming, but yeah, mm. which um would come back to bite her in the ass. So she even had a plan to give herself a strong alibi, saying that she would been practicing faking having a mental breakdown, so that she would get sent mm-hmm. away to an asylum. Oh, okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so she's like. Don't worry about that. I will fake a breakdown, get sent to an asylum, and then you can go and take care of it. We'll all be good. Mm-hmm. So Ed listened and he replied, quote, Very well, but you'll agree that I must have some money to pull me through right now. I must go over the farm myself before I do the job. And what about an automobile? I mean, he's got a fair point, though. Like, yeah, there, there's a cost up front. Right. In all of this terrible <laughs> right terrible stuff right so may replied quote i haven't a cent to my name eddie but if you know some john that's got 40 or 50 bucks on him let's know about him and i'll roll him okay kind of like Big i roll. want this to happen yeah. let's you know yeah you figured out i will pay you yeah so ed was like nah fam i need the money now so may said she would try and get some money and they agreed to meet the following morning at the intersection of Woodward and Temple. Oh, I know where that is. Yeah. <laughs> By the Masonic Temple. Right. Mm-hmm. So with their deal set, May and Burton left. Ed, who was also known as Detective Lieutenant Edward Kunath, 
then ran behind the wall that had holes bored into it so that Sergeant Detective Ovid Straith had heard the entire conversation. That's not good for for her. No, not ideal. Uh Uh-uh. Turns out that Burton had gone Judas on her and went to the feds after being contacted about the murder plot. Mm. So, there was little hesitation in issuing a warrant for her arrest at the courthouse the next day. Mm -hmm. And she was arrested at the spot, the rendezvous spot they had set, you know, the corner of Woodward and Temple. Yeah. So, no, no, she got arrested. Yeah. Close to an actual mental breakdown at this point mm-hmm. for the double cross. She got it together by the time they got to the prosecutor's office. Okay. She was there confronted with Kansas City Ed, a.k.a. Kunath, who rhetorically asked her if she knew him. She was like, sure don't. I don't know you at all. Wow. And she said the following to the prosecutor, uh-huh. quote, what are you gentlemen trying to do with me anyway? If you insist that I say I met Kunath in a Park Boulevard apartment where you say I offered to pay $20,000 for the murder of my husband, then I can say I have met him, but it will be a lie. Do you think I couldn't have done away with Ford long before if I had intended to do that? That's all I have to say until I can consult my attorney. Wow. So yeah. she's just... She's Not, like, I don't know her. Mm, yeah. I don't know her. That's my defense. I don't know her. This didn't happen. I don't mm-hmm. know. So the next day, May was a front page diva as she was splashed across the new- city's newspapers. Mm-hmm. Especially since there were already divorce proceedings happening with the couple, the newspaper did not have trouble filling the pages of the couple's dirty laundry. Every story had the same detail, though, about how May had used her wedding photograph to mark her husband. So wild. I mean, she put herself in the fo- like. It, this is yeah. weird. Yeah. Yeah. So, despite being caught in the act, May denied that the conversation in the apartment was anything other than her husband's imagination. She explained to the Free Press, "Quote: This tale about my conspiring with a gunman to have Ford killed is a frame up by my husband. He has often threatened to have me locked up in jail." In his cross bill, which he filed shortly after I sued him for divorce in July, he charged that I once ran out onto the porch and aimed a revolver at him. Well, he has carried out his threat, and here I am. Mm-hmm. Yep. Likely story. <laughs> she would even go on to dismiss the logic of the whole ordeal by saying, quote, Do they think that I would have talked about killing my husband with a stranger? Never had I seen this man, Kunath, until they confronted me with him in the prosecutor's office this morning. I told him then, and to his eyes, that the thing was a frame-up. Ford's money has done it. They should give me credit for a little more horse sense than talking such stuff to a man whom I had never met. There are plenty of crooks in Detroit's underworld houses who would have knocked Ford off for me, and the price would not have been $20,000 either. Any one of those crooks would have done it for $20. (laughs) So the old, I didn't do it because I would never pay that much money to do it. Right. Like, that's right. not logic. That's right. not. <laughs> she went on to give a glimpse of her defense strategy in court with the following. Quote, After all, though, if I actually met Kunath and another man in the apartment in Park Boulevard and devised with him a plan whereby my husband should be killed and burned in a hay barn for $20,000, then I don't remember anything about it. I do forget things I have done. There were other instances during the past few months that I did things and then forgot completely about them. (laughs) Once, for example, I dressed up, 
got into an interurban, came to Detroit, and returned to my home in Dearborn, all without knowing anything of what I was doing. Um. Yeah. <laughs> what if? <laughs> what an argument. One time I went somewhere and came home and I forgot about it, except for now that I'm telling you about it. I think she's trying to pull the three G's of Gaslight Gay Girl Boss. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. And I love it. Well, I mean, even earlier, wasn't that like one of her plans was like to be sent to an asylum? Yeah. And not that like memory loss is like go to the asylum. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. But this is a different time. And yeah. She also claimed that she suffered from, quote, acute nervousness and that everything was fiction and she just happened to be walking at a Woodward and Temple when she was slapped with handcuffs for no reason. <laughs> also, when asked why she was primping before her press photos were taken, she replied, quote, Let's make it a nice picture. This is my first time in jail and I want to look nicer in the paper than the other women photographed after they've been locked up. So she's wow, like, she's just thinking about everything. She really is. She's like, I want to look cute. I'm going to jail for my first time. She's Let's like, make it Hollywood next. Right. Totally. <laughs> so this all went down December of 1922. The trial would happen in June of 1923. Mm-hmm. Both May and Nay had thoroughly been painted by the press at this point, though. Mm-hmm. Just like. All the kinds of things. At this point, May was the supposed gold digger, three-time loser who made her money by marrying men. Okay. Nay, on the other hand, was portrayed as either a mean-spirited puppeteer controlling his wife's every move or as a bumbling bumpkin taken in by a professional gold digger whom he lured in with delusional tales of grandeur. I mean, both sides sound plausibly true. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like... Why is it either or? Right. I no. feel like it's all of the above. Absolutely. So Kunith ended up being one of the most important witnesses, obviously, detailing the plot he heard from May about how exactly to kill her husband. Burton also testified, but things started to break down when the money was brought into the picture. This is where May's lawyer was able to make some headway for her. He argued that there's a difference between preparation for an act and the overt act needed to prove a conspiracy charge. Interesting. Oh, I wonder if that's why he was pushing for money beforehand too, though, because if she had paid for the services in some way, shape or form before, Mm -hmm. that would be used against her. And that's kind of how the lawyer was trying to spin it. He was like, she didn't do anything before. Basically, she was guilty of having a conversation that was in poor taste and nothing more. Mm-hmm. She was mm-hmm. like, mm, we just had a, a nasty conversation, but that's Crafty. about it. Yeah. It also came out during Burton's testimony that he alerted Nayford's attorney when May came to him with like, hey, I want to kill my mm-hmm. husband. So he's like, attorney, just wanted to let you know. And that Nay Ford had paid the lawmen who were listening on the nefarious conversation that happened in the Park Boulevard apartment. Oh, and so, wow. Okay, this is getting... Right? Yeah. Isn't that insane? Yeah. So, like... A lot. Yeah, her husband paid for the police that were listening on her when she had the conversation that she About wanted to have him killed. Him. Yeah. Yeah. So the trial basically ended up as, like, who is less unlikable of these two? And it turned out that people really didn't like Nay Ford. I mean, he doesn't sound great. No. She doesn't either, but like... Right. Also, the fact that she'd already like been 
trying to get divorced. And it was for mm-hmm. the same re- reason as his first wife, cruelty being the reason. Yeah. Well, and too, I feel like in a weird way, the fact that she did want to like gussy up for the photos and things like that. Uh-huh. I went, I'm wondering what her personality was like, you know, yeah. was she a Roxy Hart? You know what I mean? Like, exactly. Yeah. I just saw a thing about the real Roxy Hart the other day. So it's on my brain, but yeah. like she actually got accolades, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, the public loved her, uh, even though right. she committed a terrible crime right. and killed somebody. Like they were like all about her for a second. It didn't work out I mean, out it's well the same the end, time but, period kind of. So like, yeah, like the early twenties. Well, and that's what the whole musical Chicago is basically yeah. about was this kind of weird Payday for murderers. Yeah. Or murderers even too, both. Yeah. But it was also like this glamorization of it. Like it's gross, but also it is fascinating in a certain way too. The original true crimers. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they didn't like Nay Ford. After a whole 43 minutes, the jury reached a non-guilty verdict. Wow. I'm not surprised, but I should, but I am at the same time. Yeah. So after the trial, May used her 15 minutes of fame to get support for her still pending divorce proceedings. Mm -hmm. She claimed that Nay set up the frame to avoid having to pay the big divorce settlement that she was owed. Wow. She also said the frame up was set into motion by Burton, who gave her a flask of spiked booze before the meeting that caused her to lose all consciousness, which is why she doesn't remember the meeting with Kansas City Ed. Okay, first of all, a flask of spiked booze. That seems redundant. Yeah. And you didn't have to have it. Right. Well, here's her quote on the whole thing. Okay. As God is my witness, that is all I remember of that night. Whether I actually went into the house, I do not know. I knew nothing until the next morning when I woke on my bed in the Graham home on Pacific Avenue, fully dressed. Hmm. Well, here's the thing. I mean, she might not remember that. And yeah, that is what it is. Doesn't mean it didn't happen. It doesn't mean it didn't happen. And also, you don't talk about that once and then put it into action. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's an mm. ongoing conversation. And that's like a whole build up to actually do it. Like, I, yeah. I feel like it's not just like a like tomorrow, you know, kind of thing. Like, that's right. like. It's premeditation. Yeah. That takes time to do yeah. that. Yeah. She meditated on it and she was like, <laughs> yes. That's what I want to do. Um. <laughs> yes, exactly. So the divorce proceedings were, if you can believe it, messy. What? Shocking. It kind of just devolved into a bad match of he said, she said. So kind of like the other trial. Exactly. Mm-hmm. In the end, May was awarded a settlement of $100 a month for three years, in addition to $245 to cover her medical bills and legal fees. Which I'm assuming for the time period was like a chunk. It was a chunk, but like definitely less than the 350000 that she was trying to get. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, though, after this, she was for real unbalanced and wound up in an asylum in Fort Wayne, Indiana for a little bit, but was deemed sane and released in 1925. That's kind of all we really know mm-hmm. about her whereabouts, but we do know that Nay got married one more time to Grace May and then died in 1958. Another rhyming name? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, her name, like this girl was Grace May. No, I know, but I'm still saying like it. Nay even May as a, and then yeah, and May's Grace. first husband was Ray. It's too much. 
too much. What is this rhymescape that's happened in this story? That's a lot. It is. And just to cite my source. Yeah. Singular, because this call came from a book, Wicked Women of Detroit by Tobin, Tobin T. Book. book. Absolutely. <laughs> Fantastic book. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend. Yeah. I mean, I love every time you've you've brought a story from it. Uh, it's definitely something I've never heard of. Right. I, you know, what a, what a case. What yeah. a story. Like, not, no actual murder or, like, real crime took place, but just the roller coaster you went on to. A lot of scandal. Right. Yeah. It was a ride nonetheless. Yeah. It it is interesting too, like when both sides I'm I wasn't like rooting for it to happen to him or anything like that, but there was no uh There was really nobody you were rooting for in that story. No, it was kind of like interesting. You're just eating your popcorn on the side, just watching the train wreck happen, basically. Yeah. Wow, well thank you for uh bringing that story. Absolutely. That surprise of a story. Yeah. Well, on that note, I do have a two truths and a lie as mentioned earlier. Okay. So this one is based on old sayings. Okay. So, you know, there's these like sayings we throw around and they usually have a root, but often we don't know. I don't know them at least. Yeah. So we have break a leg, beat around the bush and by the skin of your teeth. Okay. I'm going to tell you the meaning of each one of them is okay. not true. Break a leg. So many people say that this started in Elizabethan times when instead of applause, the audience would bang their chairs on the ground. So really, they wanted them to break a leg of the chair because the audience Uh loved it so much. And another theory refers to actors breaking the leg line on the stage. And this is a line in early theater, which the ensemble would stand behind when not performing. So if you were in front of it, you were also making more money. So to break the leg line, you would earn more money. Okay. Beat around the bush. This is believed to be from London, England in the Victorian era when overpopulation of rats was so bad that one literally had to beat the bushes outside their door before entering their house to help scatter the rodents away. Okay. And by the skin of your teeth. Uh, This is thought to have ancient origins in the Bible. To be specific, verse 20 of chapter 19 of the book of Job. The verse was describing illness that that made him so sick he barely had anything left on his body. Quote, my bone clings to my skin and to my flesh, and I have escaped by the skin of my teeth. This comes from ye old days, basically also when brushing one's teeth was not a regular activity and there literally was also a thick film on the teeth. Ugh. Um, I'm going to go with number three being a lie. Number three is true. Okay. The book of Job. Mm. I don't know her. Mm. I only know from uh, this research. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let me go with number two being the lie because I feel like number one is true. Number two is the lie. Okay. Uh, it's actually believed to be from hunting in the medieval times. And this is when hunters would hire men to help them during a hunt by flushing out animals that were hiding in the bushes. They would do this by beating or whacking the bush with a wooden stick, possibly while shouting. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I was pretty happy with my lie, though. I was like, "Mm, rats, London. Yeah. I feel like that could be believable. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, And I'm not going to lie. I don't know where I got these from because I did the research a while ago and forgot to cite my source. Yeah. Yeah. The internet. Yes. But that being said, I have a surprise for you. Okay. It is Detroit related, too. Okay. Okay. Give me one second. 
So I believe this is something you've never had before. Okay. It is a Saunders bumpy cake. Oh, I love it. Correct, right? We've talked about you never having this before. I don't think I have. So this is like the little, yeah, this is one from, uh, do you get this honeybee? Yeah. Okay. I do love a Saunders moment. Sanders, Saunders. I always say Saunders, but there's no you. I've always heard Saunders. Maybe it's just the pretentious Saunders, not sand to sand. Well, it's small batch wonders. Small batch wonders. I feel like I just had, I must have had some of their chocolates recently because I feel like I remember that seeing like the small batch wonders. Probably. Okay. So Ooh. this is frozen. Okay. I like it frozen personally. You don't have to have it frozen. But the cream part to me is a really good frozen. Okay. So you can try it now and then if you want to like let it. Okay. You know, defrost. I'm intrigued. I love a good cake moment. Okay. So I don't have this like a ton. It used to just be my, maybe once a year. My parents used to get when they had guests over though. That's a good bag. <laughs> and like I said, it's different, not frozen. I do like the like bumps frozen and the ganache. It's very oh, yeah. rich, but like it frozen. The cake is cake. Yeah. The cake is cake. It's a devil's food cake. Right. The a cake, little rich, but. The cake isn't just there to be a vessel. Exactly. It's all about the bumps. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Love the bumps. But yeah, because I, I didn't get to have like a birthday cake with you or anything this year. Oh, yeah. And I know we talked about this forever ago. Oh, yeah. And I kept thinking I need to get a bumpy cake for when Alex is not expecting it. Yeah. So. I was not expecting it and it is delicious. Yay. Yeah. So the this episode had some some. Surprise twists and turns. Some bumps along the way. Some bumps along the way. Yes. Uh, a great story. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank Tobin T. Book. <laughs> we always do. Yeah. Karen D. and Tobin T. Book. Absolutely. Thank you for everything. Yes. I think that wraps us, though. I think so. Wrapped like a bumpy cake for two. Exactly. Shrink wrapped. Yes. <laughs> So if you want to find us on our social media, it's at Detroit Strange on Instagram and Twitter, Detroit Strange on Facebook, and our email address of DetroitStrange at gmail.com. Yeah, and if you want to support the show, give us a five-star review on anywhere you can give reviews. Apple Podcast does that for sure, as well as a few other platforms. You can also head over to Threadless. We've got a shop there with some merch. Uh, we do take requests as well. Yeah. Uh, and also, you know, we've got our Patreon if yeah. you really want to get into it. We take requests there as well. So Absolutely. We're all about the requests, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> we're not total request live, but we will take your total request. They're just not live. Yeah, we're total request when we get to it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> total request ad hoc. Uh-huh, exactly. T-R-A. Yeah. Tra. Tra. <laughs> Tra. Tra. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. But I think until next time, stay, stay strange. This has been a production of Planet Ant Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Our theme song was recorded by Detroit's own Sax and Violence.